0: Well, welcome to a, another edition of NAS Chat as we're uh, just kind of gathering and talking about uh, God's Word. And so we're, we're going to be talking about people as our priority on this podcast. And so, Mara, why don't you give us a little bit of background on the series that we're working through?
1: Right. Okay. So this series is going to take us all through the summer. But for this first part, we are looking at 1 Thessalonians 1 through 3 and this idea of people being a priority. And on Sunday you kind of talked about like your true priorities really do like drive your behavior. So if you want to ask me what's important to me, my words might not be the best way uh, for me to express that to you. You'd want to take a look at my life and, and how I've oriented that and the things that matter to me are the things that I make time for. The people that matter are the people I make time for. And so this idea of making people our priority because they were Jesus's priorities, And so sometimes when we go, what's important to me is maybe the wrong question. It's what's important to Jesus, what's important to the kingdom and how do I reorient my life to really reflect those priorities. So we're gonna be talking a lot about how do we shift and make time for people? How do we listen to people? How do we love people? When they aren't the versions of themselves that we wish that they were, and, and how do we how do we do that in a way that is that honors God and really speaks to the heart of their co-image bearers with us, and that we um, we want to honor that in them?
0: Just reminds me you, you mentioned we were talking about in church, or we use the phrase. I've used the phrase, and I think Amy had used the phrase "upside down kingdom," <laughs> and you pushed against that phrase because. <laughs> Our kingdom, His kingdom's not upside down. Our kingdom's upside mm. down. And right. so, when we make people the priority, it's not what God wants from us. It's what God wants for us. Right. It's the right way to live. It makes life better. Yes. So I don't know. I just think about that when you yeah. were saying that. that.
1: Yeah, that is the right way to orient ourselves. Everything else that it commodifies people, it objectifies them, mm. and it, um, yeah, it, that's upside down. Yes.
2: <laughs> right. That's good. Josh, I think you got scripture. I for do. Us. Yeah. This is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 1 Thessalonians, <clears throat> excuse me, First Thessalonians 2 verse 19 and 20 says, For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Okay,
0: So this is the Apostle Paul, and uh, the Apostle Paul you know, there's a lot that I appreciate about the Apostle Paul. Uh, number one, you know, he's named after me. And so then, then <laughs> when, when you're in kid's church, they ask if that was...
1: Yeah. <laughs> or when you're like, and Paul said, and I'm like, this sounds like you're talking in
0: the third person. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, so anyhow, the Apostle Paul. I, and, you know, Paul is driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, and, and what I see in Paul's life that I don't think is always emphasized or seen as readily because he remains driven, but the way he's driven seems to change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I see changes in Paul in, in his ministry over time. Did you guys see the same thing? What, how, how do you see him evolve or change um, in, in his letter and the book of Acts?
1: think paul is that great example of someone who so often i think we talk about our personalities or i'm just not wired that way or oh that comes easier to people i think paul is a great example of someone who his personality his natural inclinations i mean he's he's very legalistic i mean he was the pharisee among pharisees he could easily access that part of him that is like i'm going to do it all right i'm going to check all the boxes i'm going to do all this and yet through (laughs) through the holy spirit's transformation he learns that that is not that's not the way the way is, is people. The way is loving people. The way is compassion. And so I see him as someone who probably spent his whole life very much in that conflict of this is my personality, but this is the way of Jesus. Mm. And that I bring that into submission to him and allow him to use me, use me in my strengths, but also know that he wants to change mm. those, those places in me that are, that are rough, that are, um, maybe a little yeah, yeah. legalistic.
2: Yeah. Right. So not willing to, um, <clears throat> not willing to allow his his personality or his even his history his upbringing right. to kind of dictate or to be an excuse for the way that he is right so, I think sometimes right, we, we yeah. do that just in general like mm-hmm. oh I'm only human and so I'm, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it becomes this excuse or yeah I'm, I'm just a I'm an abrasive person and so I'm <laughs> you know, yeah like, yep. okay we, we can have those personalities but um yeah that's good I like that well, the, the interesting
0: thing with Paul, and and from a church that comes, and I've talked about this in the past in another series, I can't remember where we talked about this, but in a church that's an evangelical church, uh, we're, we're not really an evangelical church, but, but, but we have altars and we, we, we tend to focus on those spiritual events. Um, Paul had the most significant, I mean, can you have a more significant, yeah. significant spiritual yeah. event that Paul had? You know, he's blinded in the wilderness and he's healed of his blindness and he's baptized. And yet God doesn't send him on missionary journeys from there. Instead, he's taken over the wall, he's sent in the middle of nowhere, and so he's formed in the midst of community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about the community, him being formed by the Holy Spirit. He is formed by the Holy Spirit in the midst of community mm-hmm. to become this great apostle of evangelism to the, to the Gentiles. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just once again, it speaks to the value of community, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, it's, we can have spiritual events, uh, but we are transformed by community. Yeah. And uh, you see that. With and him. the process of that, too. The right? process It wasn't that. like
2: at the blinding light moment. Like, it wasn't, right. like he, he had it all figured out, right? But no. Like you're pointing out, you can see the, kind of the, the progression of, of Paul, the maturing of, of Paul, mm-hmm. which is significant for us, right? Like, yeah. if Paul still had to go through those transformation, transformational moments after that Damascus experience, like... Who are we to, to say that you know, yeah. we had that altar call and we're all good. Cool. <clears throat> because you
1: can have that crisis moment. And there's a reality of like in that moment, everything can change, right? Sure. Your total mindset can change. Sure. But the reality of that change is going to be lived out alongside other people. It's yeah. going to be when you start to fall into those old patterns. It's going to be when those prejudices, <clears throat> those biases start to <clears throat> right, rise up and you go, wait right. a minute. Everything changed in my mind. Like I submitted all of that. I." But how do I actually live that out? And right. I think that's impossible to do in isolation. I think right. that's why he needed to be with other yeah. people.
2: Right. You
0: know. It's, it's interesting to me in, in Damascus, he's in Damascus, right? Uh, you know, Paul preaches and they're ready to kill him. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Paul faces persecution. But, you know, I, I think when you see him in Athens, I think he had learned uh, that, you know, the the way he presented his message mattered. And mm-hmm. so most of the time he faced persecution, not for the method of the message, but the message itself. In Damascus, I kind of got the feeling that he was in people's faces. You're a little zealous. A little zealous. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which is who he was, right? Like, that, right, I mean, right. that is who he was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But I, I mean, that I think that's huge implications. Um, I, I don't know. I think <clears throat> sometimes we today feel like, you know, we're being uh, persecuted. Uh, as the church, and it's just like, okay, uh, are we being persecuted, or are we just being called out for being zealous, overzealous, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, so. Or
0: seeking the wrong things.
2: Sure. I, I mean, the, the,
0: you know, the church has, in, in the past, in, in America, in the past 50 years, we've sought political influence mm-hmm. more than transformation of people and loving no, people. I, I mean, don't. in some churches, I mean, you know, let's not make blanket Accusations, yes. but but we tend to think when they, when we're removed from political center, when we're removed from political power, that somehow that's persecution. That's not persecution, no. And right. uh, not to the extent that uh, people have faced it over the years. Mm-hmm. That's right. But you, you see, Paul's changing, and, yeah. and I think one of his changing, and one of the ways he's changing is when he comes to in in verses nineteen and twenty that people have become his priority, uh, that that you are yeah. our hope, our crown, our joy. Our glory and our joy, um, and, and I think that's interesting that he writes that. What do you what do you think Paul means by uh, "You are our hope, our joy, our crown, our glory, and our joy"? <laughs> he uses joy twice.
2: <laughs> um, dodge, uh, dive, do- <laughs> dodge. <laughs> <Okay>. dodge. <laughs> oh, that's a whole bad reference. Uh, great movie. What are we talking about? Uh, Dodgeball. Okay. Um, I think. I mean, I, I just like. it's just like all of this like. If, if it were not, if it's not for people, none of this, none of this matters. Um, none of it, you know, his, his Damascus road experience doesn't matter. Uh, his, his transformation process in community doesn't matter, matter if not for people, if not for community and just, um, yeah, it's just it's like, that's the point of it all. Uh, obviously the point is Jesus, right? But. Jesus and people uh, without those people, it's, it's nothing. So I think you, you had a question <clears throat> on your notes, um, where like, is not Christ our hope Christ or joy, that kind of thing. Um, like I, I, yeah, it's, if it's just me and Jesus, then we're, we're just missing the entire point. Um,
1: But also I think there's that sense where like the church is is like is the hope of the world. Like our hope is in is in Christ, but also that I mean he said like you're a city on a hill, let your light shine from it. Like there's this sense that the church very much brings a visible representation of of hope and of joy. And um, and I think sometimes this is even built into the idea that there is a bit of like this family structure even in the church. Like Paul, I think very much feels fatherly and like parental towards these people and like you think about verses like what i have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in truth train up a child in the way you should go like there's this sense that yeah like my hope and my joy and my legacy is that you are are living and walking in truth Hmm.
0: That, That and see this is hard right you know i i struggle with this a little bit because if i had somebody that came into my office and said you know i'm really struggling because this person, you know, I invested so much in this relationship, and then they failed me, and, and and you know, my my natural inclination well, Christ is your hope. You don't you don't focus on people, yet yeah, Paul's almost inviting us here to focus on people. And I think about my kids. I mean, my you know, I have my hope is my kids. I want my kids to. Follow, and I like how you mm-hmm. use that imagery, and, and so Paul's almost putting this church in the same extent as man. I, you're my hope. You're my joy. You're, I'm focused on. I want you to make it. Um, and you know, it's just a, it's just an mm-hmm. odd. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I can't put the words. It just it just
2: kind of. Um, sure. I know I wouldn't tell anybody to put your hope in people. Right. Yeah. But so like, but can the if the church is the bride of Christ, then it's like it's inseparable, right? So like, yeah. there there, you, there there's not a distinction between. I mean, I guess there is, but it's this inseparable kind of union. And so, yeah, the, the church is the bride of Christ. And so it's, man, I, that, that's just, I'm just thinking through that of the implications of, because um, we would say, yeah, your hope is in Jesus, not in the people, but Jesus apart from the church and the church apart mm-hmm. from Jesus, like it's just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know right. what that looks like. And if you like. can
1: disentangle yourself emotionally and relationally so much from people that, oh, this person failed me and they're walking away and all right, right, my hope is in Jesus. Like, where's your motivation? Where is your draw? Right. Where is your um, calling towards ministering to right. people? If it really, at the end of the day, as long as I'm good, mm-hmm. nobody else matters. I think that there's a sense where like, we are drawn together f- for a reason.
0: Right. So when somebody walks away from faith, um, we should be broken hearted.
1: Yeah, our, our body is hemorrhaging. I mean, we are part of a body and if, if a section of it breaks off, like, think about it, like, <laughs> you sever a hand, like, got, we're talking arterial bleeding here. Right. Like, that should affect our whole body.
0: So it could be, and, and I'm kind of talking about myself bad here, it could be that that kind of advice, when you're saying, hey, well, you're, my hope's in Christ, that's a wrong way of looking at it because that, that allows us to, to limit the emotional impact. Yeah. Um, you know, when somebody fails, if they, if they truly not just felt me, but they felt God, mm-hmm. man, it, it should keep me awake at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when, when we don't reach people, you know, when, when we look in, in our, in our community and we see people that we're not showing Christ to, mm-hmm. that should break our heart. Right. Cause we're, the same
1: hope that you have in Christ is what we should desire for them as well. And I think that's maybe where that, that, hurt comes is that like oh, I want this for you so much and when you don't want it for yourself I don't know what to do with that
0: right what's the the, the um, oh the missionary may may my heart break with the things that break the heart oh, of God yeah. yeah and so I mean maybe that's Paul's invitation here is that you know we if we truly see people like um, God sees people like God sees us mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're God's hope
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and we should see people in that way. Even though we don't lose faith, but it should hurt. Um, if people are our priority, and I guess that's the point, yeah. if people are our priority, this matters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, just like our kids. Right. I mean, we should hurt like our when our kids um, have hurts and when they fail. Yeah,
1: because um, yeah, I even feel like he kind of goes into this whole like glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes. Like so he's almost talking about this idea of, of heaven that there will be almost this sense of like that there will be there his glory and his joy and like and I mean and I've heard the, the arguments about like they're like, oh like any person you lead to Christ is a is a jewel in your crown or is it this and I I mean, I think we can understand where some of that imagery comes from, but there's also a sense to which, I don't know, I very much hope that in heaven there will be people who, when when we see each other, I will know, like, that person's in heaven because of a relationship that I had with them. Like, that there will be that recognition of, like, this person may not have come to faith had it not been for me following the lead of the Holy Spirit and investing in their life. Like, you're, I
0: think there's... You're a break into that song. Thank you for giving to the Lord. <laughs> yes. I was alive. It was it changed. Was changed. <laughs> oh, man, that's a long Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, we laugh at that, but there... You know, what we do, how we live, matters. Got, it matters got,
1: eternally. Yes. Like, think, yeah.
0: And he's invited us to see that as, ma- you know, we're, we're not, no no person's in island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how we deal with our neighbors matters. How we deal, deal with our coworkers matters. Um, you know, how we treat our kids in front of our neighbors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it matters. matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All these things matter. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it literally, like, it puts meaning and value on everything. Every single interaction that we have, and uh, I, I, I kind of remind my teenagers of, th- of this frequently just like, so just the like, just being kind, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. to every single so the way that you order your food from McDonald's, like, it matters, mm-hmm. it, it shows, like, it shows where you place your value. Do you place your value in the Big Mac that those? Missing a piece of cheese, or mm-hmm. is your value yeah. in the person who you know is maybe having a rough day, and you're ordering that food from that's every right. single interaction? Think that stupid commercial of not being your parents. Hey, oh, yeah. the waiter
0: doesn't need to know your name. <laughs> Did he ask for your help? No. you see it. Nobody <laughs> cares really what time you get up. I tell people all the time what time I get up. It's See that? Yeah, but I, I think that's so <clears throat> true. I think
1: that. And again, sometimes this can feel like, oh, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. So, but our choices though, and I was watching this teaching and he's like, our choices are when we get to that point of like, how am I supposed to do this? Because that almost seems unbelievable that every moment of every day I could be so aware of my surroundings and of the people and I could be always bringing my best self. And he's like, well, your choices are either you lower the bar and you excuse your bad behavior and say, well, we're only human. He's like, or... You, you like drop to your knees and say like, without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, I can't do that. And right. it's like, as Christians, which one are we gonna choose? Are we gonna lower the bar and, and just make things okay that we know aren't okay? Or do we rely more heavily on this idea that like without the Holy Spirit every day, every right. minute, you're right, that is impossible. But like, to your point, like yeah, it should be different how we interact with the people who are taking our order. It should be different how we interact in dating relationships. Our marriages should look different. Our parenting should look... like All of these things should, to anybody looking in, be markedly different right. than just your average run-of-the-mill nice person who's trying to be kind to people.
2: But that...
0: Right, we won't dive right into there, but the question uh, is why? Why doesn't it sometimes? Dive in.
2: Let's dive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I but,
1: mean, uh, we're here. <laughs> sure. I mean,
2: on, so honestly, like if you ask, you know, people who work in the service industry, historically, what shift do they try to avoid? The Sunday after lunch or Sunday after church crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, let's address the elephant in the room. Right. Why, why is that why I don't know <laughs> and, I, and I said Sunday um, I've met people who do not claim
0: faith but practice people skills much better than people in the church and yeah. I've met people that that claim faith that don't have good people skills and and all, I'm the chief center there's times in my life that, that there's been goals and being driven has had more been more important to me than listening and, and um, spending time with people uh, so What's that tell us? I mean, what do we learn from that? What, where do we go from there? <laughs> great, great question, right? <laughs> I, I think it tells us that, that this doesn't happen by spiritual experience. Um, that this happens, uh, number one, by discipleship being formed in community and paying attention to people that doing it better. But also I think there's a level of intentionality. Um, I, I believe with Jesus, oftentimes with Jesus, what we do is we hyper-spiritualize Jesus to the extent that he knew people, he approached people because he was highly spiritualized. What, the lady at the well. Uh, you know, so this lady comes up the well and Jesus knows all are uh, you know, And so, well, just God's giving mm-hmm. this information. What if Jesus sat there? and listened to what That's people right. said, That's right. mm-hmm. paid attention to her. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't a super spiritual gift, yep. but Jesus was just the greatest listener, yep. uh, paid attention to the signs more than anybody else. Yeah. Yep.
1: So you're saying maybe he was sitting there at the well while all the other women were coming to get their water and he's listening to the gossip and he knows that there is this outcast, there's this lady. And so then when she's the only one that comes when she waits till everybody else is gone, like. How are. could she be anybody but this lady that everybody else was talking about?
0: Right. Yep. And, and maybe even That's as she's coming,
2: they're going, well, here comes.
1: Yeah,
0: here she is. Yeah. Yep.
2: One of my, my favorite mm-hmm. uh, interesting. One of my favorite stories of Jesus mm-hmm. is the, uh, the woman with the issue of bleeding. Yeah, I was just and, thinking and, um, about that. The, so you know, she, she touches him. Uh, he says, he touched me. And, uh, and the scripture says, but the woman, knowing what happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Mm -hmm. he said to her daughter your faith has made you well like i just love this image of her telling the whole truth like i envision jesus listening to her like her whole story like Mm -hmm. because there there's this fascinating kind of bible study i've I've gone through and then taken other people through of just like all the implications and that um arose from her bleeding issue and like for her to just spill it out and then Jesus to say daughter, like with that one word kind of undoes all of these other mm-hmm. implications. Um, fascinating stuff. But like just that idea of Jesus is there listening um, <clears throat> to the whole, like tell her story. Like he didn't, like he knew to say daughter, your faith has made you whole because he listened to that, that story. Mm-hmm. And just that image of just listening yeah. That's how he knew, because he listened. <laughs> so what pushes against that with church people? Why, why do we
0: sometimes not listen? What, what, what is pushing against that? Man. I think, number one, I think we, we believe we have answers. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't have answers if you don't know the questions. <laughs> right. I think that's fundamental.
1: Or oh, we're worried we won't have the answers, so we don't want to ask the questions. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we, we, we just think that you know. Hey, I, if you just ask me, I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. felt like that with people. Mm-hmm. I know you guys never have. You guys have never had that that friend. You thought I just what? wish they would ask me what? and I'd tell them exactly what they need to do.
1: You give advice that wasn't asked for. I don't know who
0: that is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I. I mean. Truthfully, as I'm, as I'm thinking through this and, and pondering mm-hmm. that question of why, like I, I think it boils down to because we haven't made people the priority. Mm-hmm. And so if this, <clears throat> um, I don't know, this getting someone saved mentality is like getting someone to say this certain prayer mm-hmm. is our priority, then like none of that other stuff matters. Like All that really matters is that you came to this... Come to Jesus. Uh, I'm yeah. kind, of, kind of rambling there, but I, like I, when we focus so much on that that decision moment of following Christ, like really uh, none of that backstory matters. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I just need you to say, yeah, yes to Jesus. And that's it.
1: Well, and then even the aftermath of that, I think is where I'm kind of following with you. Is like that it almost gets uncomfortable when we're like, well, wait a minute. They, they prayed the prayer. Why is all this fixed? Yeah. (laughs) Why, why are they still having so many problems? Like, and I don't know what to do. I don't like my theology is is not allowing (laughs) me to understand this, that, that (laughs) we still live in a a messy world that like, we can, we can be saved, and we can be Christians, and, but we can also then very still very much
0: struggle through mm-hmm. life. And here why don't on they our... think just like me? Right, that's right, yeah. I mean, you know, so salvation has become, can become, not um, an invitation to a relationship with Christ and us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we want to invite them to a relationship with Christ, but that's also an, invas- an invas- invitation to a real, real relationship with us. Yeah. It's not just a relationship issue, it's a mind issue it's a changing of life and and we believe that you know we believe christ changes lives uh, but but the first invitation is not to change your life but the first invitation is to walk with me Right. and uh and sometimes people just have different life experiences um <laughs> different priorities mm-hmm. uh, different family influences um you know some of the things that that are real easy for me as a third generation Nazarene you know all I've been is a Nazarene my entire life um, you know that's real easy for me may not be so easy for somebody that's not encountered yeah. some, some of the ways that we've been right. brought up right. um, and sometimes yeah. the growth to maturity
1: isn't that the situations even change it's just that your response to them your way that you grow through them
0: right. is what's changing right I, remember I went to a Moose Lodge, what was it? Moose Lodge, what was it? What's the, the, not the Moose Lodge, the one that Nicolas Cage says has all the answers? Uh, uh, the Illuminata is uh, um, uh, the Masons. So I went to, Terry's uncle was like grand poopah of the the Masons, so he went to um, <laughs> um, his swearing in ceremony. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you come into this thing, and, and so they've got these like little the bibs they wear around their waist and so I'm standing there with my hand up so this guy can put this bib on me and Terry goes, put your hands down, you idiot, that's not for you. Also, so, you know, you know, I had no idea what they were doing. Well, you know, people come into church and join church and what we do, you know, we just think, oh, well, this is just what we do. Well, yeah. they may not yeah. know. And, and we may not know. Uh, and I think there's mean. a
1: sense to which we really have uncritically accepted this culture of busyness, even in the church, in that we are too busy for people. Well, I, if I get too deep in a conversation with you, I might get start to get the sense that this is going to need more time, and I don't have more time to give you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't have time to go out for coffee with you this week. I don't have time to have you over. So almost like it's easier if I just don't engage at all because my time is already spoken for. And for better, for worse, we've also adopted some of that idea that we spend our most of our time in the things that benefit us or cause us to uh, upward. achieve upward mobility. Yes. And that maybe the people that need the most of our time are not on paper going to look like they are. And so I think that there's a sense of which we have uncritically adopted a lot of the world's mindset and views about people, even in the church yes. and there's some repentance and confession that I think comes along with with moving forward out of that
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's yeah I mean <laughs> the implications of that are huge just okay. in you know personal lives but also the way that we've done church yeah, um, yeah. there's some yeah significant so maybe to
0: say people are the priority of the kingdom is not enough maybe there needs to be confession that people have not been yeah. priority yeah. of the kingdom um,
2: <clears throat> yeah
1: which I'll be the first to say, yeah. Some of those seasons when our schedule gets too full, people are not, people are no. not a priority. Like it's no. we're trying to check this off. We're trying to. I mean, even yeah. some of the renovations here, it's like, well, we had to cancel plans, or we have to like because we have to get this work right. done. And and that's even somebody like me that i I feel like I'm incredibly relational. I love to be with people. I will make room, but when you kind of get yourself so boxed in where you can't, mm-hmm. then yeah, you give you give that up
0: let's talk priority a couple words that i think are important when we talk about people as priority i think there's two biblical words uh, that support this ideal of people being the priority the first word's hospitality yeah. uh, and the second word is justice uh, th- those two words are highly significant um words in the Bible. Hospitality, I think everybody knows what that means. Justice is not protection from others, it's care for others. It's lifting others up. Uh, that That is the correct definition of biblical justice. So biblical justice is not the Lone Ranger. Uh, biblical, biblical justice is Mother Teresa uh, is lifting people up. Uh, and so, you, you know, that that's how you make people the priority. And so a church has to, to equally, we, we need to, um, and, and I, I Tried to talk about that Sunday from Gates Barbecue, how can we help you, uh, to your welcome here. Um, you know, we, we need to be, do both of those things. We, we need to be making people feel welcome. Uh, we, we need to be lifting people um, in, in, in life. And so practical, how does that practically look in a church? Hospitality and justice, how does that practically look in a church?
2: Um, well, I think hospitality is kind of what we're. This is as a staff. This is what we're. You know, we're really kind of doing the behind-the-scenes nitty-gritty stuff, so that we can then lead lead our people in that. Man, um, I, mean, I think. I don't know. I think justice. The justice component requires us to. Um, it requires us to be aware of what's happening outside of our, our church bubble, right? Um, to to notice things, to ultimately to listen um, to to people's stories. Um, I think, yeah, I think the key, I think the key to justice is an awareness of, of what is happening around you. Um, yeah. Again, but that because because justice is a different. It's it's not this protection for myself. It's not this kind of gatekeeper like making sure that everything is you know that i'm protected because um, that, all that requires is an awareness of what's happening to me mm-hmm. right um but true biblical justice is it requires us to be aware of other people even people outside of our church right especially outside of our church I would say.
1: yeah yeah no and i think sometimes <clears throat> it's easy to get distracted by um what maybe even like at a national or even international, some of these justice issues that get the spotlight and are so big. And we think, well, wait, how do we in Marysville, Ohio play a part in this situation that's happening somewhere else? And I think sometimes we can even get complacent in that. Well, since that's happening somewhere else, there's not really a place for me to work towards those hot Mm -hmm. topic, those hot button. And so I think the point that maybe the question for me then is what are those justice issues that at a very, local, very community level, what are those justice issues and what can our church be doing about them?
0: And there's you know I think of Emily. Emily does um, spearheads, two things that we do in the church. One is a justice. Um, a justice action, I believe. Mm-hmm. So she does the the mills for single mothers. Yeah. So that is a justice mm-hmm. activity where people are a priority. Okay. We do uptown Friday nights. Mm-hmm. That is a hospitality yeah. function. Mm-hmm. So you, you can th- those are real practical ways yeah. that's right. played out. Uh, Terry Moore, Terry, Terry Moore takes people that can't get to do- doctors' appointments. He takes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a justice. Mm-hmm. thing. Sure.
2: Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I he, think no doubt. I, Knowing what is – I mean, there's – the United Way posts, on a regular basis, they post a community needs assessment. And so it's – and one of those things is lack of transportation uh, for elderly people. And so I just love that because it's like Terry is aware that this is a a need, this is a justice issue, and then then meeting that. But again, that doesn't happen if we don't look for those – justice areas those shortcomings those things that other people need yeah, yeah. now
0: and i personally believe um, i believe harry and emily and clint are pretty special people mm-hmm. but they are pretty ordinary too mm-hmm. they've just taken the initiative to say hey i'm going to do this yeah. uh, Randy, rodney and linda yeah. do a lot of this that they just you don't know, you don't hear about it yeah. uh, but they just take the initiative you, you, we have many people in our church that participate in neighbor to yeah. 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 neighbor neighbor to neighbor is a justice yeah. People are the priority. Mm-hmm. We'll help you weed a garden, we'll, we'll help mm-hmm. you do that. And, and a church has to do all those things. And, yeah. and as a staff, we don't believe that the function of the church should be to create all those things, but to point you in the direction where you can participate in those things. There's yeah. all sorts of um, ministries, Organizations in our community that's already doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes no sense for us to try to create the infrastructure for something that's already, but, right. but we will help you. Any of us will help mm-hmm. you find that. That place.
1: Yeah, and there seems to be a progression where there's a point where I think that there are a lot of people, and it's just it's an ignorance. It's like they are blind to need. They are blind to these things, and then it's almost like you get to that point where you see it, and you think, oh, that's too bad. But then it's like when you get to that point where you see it, and you go, I need, I can do something about that. That's like that maturity level. I mean, I even think like Mm -hmm. accessibility is a justice issue and to think that there are um there are families with with children who have special needs and, and need a special environment and like that our church could provide that mm-hmm. for them and that would be something that they've maybe not found other places like i think that there are just there are groups of people that are often overlooked and um when we see it we need to do something about
0: it and that's a that's a, and that's a, a... These two things coming together, hospitality mm-hmm. and justice. So, you know, you talk about handicap accessibility mm-hmm. in our church. We have stairs. Yeah, and lots that, of them. <laughs> that, that is not, yeah, I mean, so and exactly. we do not, by law, right. have to provide something. But the church does not do things because we're told right. by it. law right. to do it. We do things right. because the gospel compels <laughs> right. us, right. and so this is something we need to address. Yeah. You know, how do we make how do we make our our kids area um, more accessible? How you know even even our. Um, our restrooms mm-hmm. uh, you know I, somebody talked to me about uh, you know using a walker as a senior adult and getting to the restroom mm-hmm. and having to push a door with a walker you know our, our doors even simple things like that yeah. we need to think sure. about and um, sure. you know it's 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 not about what do we have to do mm-hmm. it's about what can we do yeah um,
1: and I think that changes then if we really do see people as our hope our joy our crown that will bring us this glory and joy like what are we willing to do for that right
0: and and, and you know I, I very briefly touched on it Sunday uh, there is a theology to who Jesus who responded to Jesus and who Jesus mm-hmm. seemed to spend most of his time with and it wasn't the bright and shiny mm-hmm. it was the broken and, and those that that needed, needed healed. Yeah. And oftentimes in the church, we say, man, if we could just get the bright and shiny <laughs> uh Where if we're gonna be Jesus, sometimes we're gonna have people that come into our congregation that are broken. And broken people are a lot harder. Where you're at lower lights, and there's a lot of broken people down there yeah. weren't there.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's, that's the, like I was just, you were saying to the point where we notice, an injustice or a problem mm-hmm. that was that was a, a big uh a big changing point for me for you know at lower lights in, in in franklin and like the needs are like you can't miss the needs right like they're smack dab right they're right there in front of your face like you just you step outside the door you don't have to step outside the door you, you, the problems are there mm-hmm. um, and then coming to marysville it was it was pretty quickly that i realized like there are there are problems there are injustices mm-hmm. but we do a pretty good job of hiding those or, or not acknowledging those. And that's just not, like, that's not acceptable as the church to pretend yeah. that they're that they're not there. Um, but again, it, you know, if uh, we, we kind of talked about this in Stephanie, <laughs> if, if we're not, like, if I don't have a handicapped child and all my children can run up and down the stairs, like, then I, it takes a mind shift to think, okay, right. but not everyone, not yeah. everyone has that, uh, that privilege, and so being able to look beyond ourselves to recognize people, to see people, to listen to people's stories and then to do something about it <laughs> yeah. No, On a very
1: practical <laughs> level, I had um, Alicia broke her foot and she was, she's one of my like just consistent volunteers and she served so faithfully and she couldn't access our children's environment for <laughs> about eight weeks because she's on crutches and we don't have like, it's so a very practical level. I was like, well, that, that, I feel like, really opened my eyes because so often, I mean, other times we've had children and, well, they can just carry them up the stairs and stuff. Well, Alicia's a full-grown
2: woman. Like, that, that's not going to work. David should so. carry her up there. Yeah. Come on, David. But just like, yeah, there are people that
1: would be prevented from even from serving in a yeah. place that hmm. they bring so much joy, but also that they get so much joy yeah. because of an accessibility issue. It's just, it's heartbreaking to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I think the, this is a, a single issue. There's other issues. Absolutely. And, and I think... What it comes down to is if, if we're going to truly make people our priority, if we're going to practice hospitality and justice, it, it, we've got to be vulnerable and it's going to cost us something. Yep. Yeah, there, there's, there's no, no way. <laughs> you, you can't do these things without paying cost.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And a lot, a lot of different kinds of costs too. Right? Yeah. Right? Like Money? There's the financial cost, but then there's the self-sacrifice. Um, yeah a lot of there's an emotional cost a lot of times and
0: uh, and sometimes you'll be used yep, you'll be sure. misused yep. I, I mean it's yep. we've we all no experienced that and it, it you you can't yeah you can't always avoid that right. you just say yeah yep. it is what it is <laughs> you, you sure. you're standing before god at some point uh, you mm-hmm. know i i baptized a guy one time and uh he was a supposedly a purple heart winner from iraq mm-hmm. and i found out later he wasn't i was kind of scared that i was in the water with him when he was telling that whole story because it was a big life he <laughs> had never even been baptized like eight times in
2: Corinth. Yeah. so right. you know i don't know you were here
1: last week but we talked about this idea of adoption to sonship and this thing but it also kind of comes coupled with this idea of identifying with jesus and his sufferings and i think that there were plenty of people who took advantage of jesus's kindness there were plenty of those sure. five thousand that he fed that Maybe Great. we're just there for a free meal sure. and and nothing more, and so we need to maybe be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Not maybe. I think we need to oh, be yeah, okay absolutely.
2: with that. For, for, <laughs> right, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, this is a good start of the conversation. I mean, it, it by no means is a complete. You know, this this is and and I don't think that preaching a series, uh, and making plans, um, is the you know what's will say this isn't this isn't the end this isn't even the beginning of the end this is just the end of the beginning <laughs> and so you know you yeah. got to start somewhere yeah. uh, and and these conversations that, that the problem is in organizations that we we tend to kind of um Fade on things mm-hmm. that, that we start and we yep. move, uh, and unless the conversations are ongoing, and unless there's a recognition, hey, that we have got to constantly stay on top of this, yeah. and we've got to constantly tweak this and see how we're doing, yeah. uh, then then all these things, hospitality and justice, because we tend to, to go back to what's easy, yeah. and mm-hmm. what's easy is not hospitality and justice, yeah. but what is easy is just caring for ourselves and our own and the people that we love, yeah. and so. Uh, uh, this is the beginning of the conversation mm-hmm. and uh, we want to hear from you uh, you know that this is a podcast that's just not our conversation we, we you guys um, those of you uh, you the five that watch this uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully more five, but the few that watch this we we want to hear your thoughts on yeah. maybe what what are the things that make you have made you feel welcome in a church or in an organization what what, what are the things that that you believe make up a, an organization that really practices hospitality. What, what are the special needs that you see in our community, and your family? You can email us, you can text us, you can stop us in the hall. What, we we want to hear from you because truly when we begin these conversations, we don't believe it's just a conversation between us. We believe it's a conversation between us and particularly our church, right. uh, but, but we do want to hear from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? My heart is clear. Your heart is clear. <laughs> Josh just came back from vacation. And, yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah. We've got to get him out of vacation, brain. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so I'll pray and then we'll see you guys next week. Lord, thank you for this opportunity just to talk about justice and hospitality. Uh, Lord, we're, we're thankful that we think about this, this great phrase, hospitality. Uh, we have the perfect model in Jesus jesus practiced hospitality and his theology is is built around that that ideal of making people feel welcome making feel people feel like they belong and allowing them to belong not just making them feel but they truly belong and so lord help us to practice that as a church lord we're thankful for jesus because he practiced justice we didn't get what we deserved Uh, we've gotten we received life because of jesus and uh, through through grace and through mercy And so, Lord, we're invited to join this mission, this mission of justice in our world, to to not seek protection from others, but to seek care for others. Lord, may we uh, we listen, may we stop, may we take the time, may we love people beyond their imperfections. Now, Lord, we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye.